Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Golick. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., Jesse Cofield, and with so much going on, both on and off the field in the NFL right now, we figure we needed help from one of our favorite people, Diana Rossini, uh, Diana Rossini, senior NFL insider over at The Athletic, joining us now here on the show. And Diana, I think of you for a number of reasons when it comes to NFL subjects. You're one of the best reporters out there. You've always been a great friend to us. But I also know you're very proud of your Italian heritage, and I've thought of you a lot with everything that's gone on with Tommy DeVito lately, with his agent and all the gesticulating on the sideline here. And I haven't had a chance to catch up with you on this front here. What's it been like watching this all play out, especially so close to where you are? So I've received tons of phone calls and text messages from people um, encouraging me to really get on that story, right? Because... Everyone's pretty simple-minded when it comes to this. They see this Italian kid with this Italian agent, and they think, well, I only really know one other Italian that's very Italian, and it's Diana. So everyone's like, you got to get on the story. This is made for you. But I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, what, what's the story? We know the story. The story is right in front of us, right? Like, we're seeing this incredible journey of someone with very small chances to have success is having success. Maybe not so much this past weekend. But the hope that he's given so many players, and I think just people in general this time of year, uh, I think has been pretty incredible. And he went to high school right around the block from where I actually live. And people have signs in their windows like DeVito. Uh, people are now way more prideful about being Italian. I see more Italian flags in the town I live in. I don't think these people are Italian. I think... There's just this excitement for someone. And, you know, I feel like over the years I've struggled with the Italian culture because it, it comes in waves, as, as you've noticed, right? Like when Sopranos was good, it was like so cool to be Italian. <laughs> then Jersey Shore comes out and everyone's like, I'm Irish. I'm German. Yeah. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. None of that. Like my last name is actually Rusinowitz. Um, so it just ebbs and flows. And, and we've even in politics, you've seen some Italians, and I'm like, oh, I hide underneath the couch. Uh, then UConn women win, and Gino Ariema's up there, and I'm like, Italians! <laughs> you know? So Italians are trendy right now, but I'm smart enough to know, guys, this isn't gonna last. Some Italian out there is gonna mess this up for us. Um, so I have been staying away from it. I know better. 
they they are playing into it. Kudos to them that they are playing into it so much because sometimes you get afraid to play into the stereotypes, but they're leading the way in playing into the stereotypes. It's been amazing. But from the football side, let's get because that last thing you said, it's not going to last. We've seen guys we've never heard of all of a sudden become starters in the league. We've seen guys we never heard of get a chance as a backup and then completely disappear. Is at least Tommy DeVito putting himself in position to go in as the number two to the Giants next year? Or is that still like we're really not sure about you? The building believes in him. Do they believe in the hype that we've seen, especially in the New York, New Jersey area? No. Like, I've had a bunch of conversations. They're even amazed how much attention he's been getting. Like, can you believe this? It's a headline uh, every single day. And and you're right. Like, I, I do give the family credit for um, not even credit. I, I just appreciate the approach of, yeah, hey, yeah. let's lean in. Let's make the best of this. Who knows? Now, whether or not they actually believe this is going to last or not, that's to be decided. I'm going to guess they probably believe that this is going to go for a while, right? Because you can't make it at this level without the belief that you're one right. of the guys, that you can make it. Um, but at least from the Giants' perspective, and guys just locally here, um, you know, the sports talk radio – chatter is really Giants fans calling in trying to make a case for him to take over for Daniel Jones's spot at number one. <laughs> oh God. Right? Wow. So I know we're talking number two, but I've heard enough and, and, and I've been listening to way more um, sports talk in the car lately because it's really been a bizarre time in this area from between the Jets and the Giants. And, and I just love to hear what people have to say. And um, I, it's obviously not a reality. Like he's, I don't want to say it's not a reality, but, but, but the New York Giants are not approaching this with him taking over for Daniel Jones. But him competing to try to win that number two spot, that is 1,000% on the table. You mentioned the Jets portion of this also, and I kind of chuckle when you were describing riding the wave of Italian heritage and all the headlines associated with it, and knowing that you don't want to get in too much, it sounded a lot like being a Jets fan and talking to Stu Gotts leading up to this season. With all the Aaron Rodgers hype, he was waiting for the other shoe to drop, and we've seen it drop pretty hard, Diana, but in a year where we've seen so many teams have to deal with quarterback turnover and find their way to make it work on the other side. Is there starting to be some criticism of Rob Sala and the way this organization has navigated what's been a disaster of a season for them? Yeah, and I think that's the problem is Jets fans are seeing other teams like the Cleveland Browns, like the Cincinnati Bengals, solve the issue, not make excuses. Well, we lost our quarterback four plays in. They're like, let's just figure out how to win the game. We'll, 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 come together and coach them up and make an effort. And yet you see the Jets, it's almost like they wanted the entire season to just end the second Aaron Rodgers was hurt. And it's almost like that was the philosophy. And, and that that's not, you know, in the building, that's not what they're saying. That's not what they said even when Aaron went down. Were there concerns? Absolutely. Were they worried about the season after that? Yeah. But the fact that they haven't really shown a lot of resilience is certainly an issue and, and and very concerning. And you you bring up the Robert Sala um, job security. And, Mike, it's just always been described to me the same way, which is if Aaron wants him, Robert Sala is going to stay. So as much as you see this game against the Miami Dolphins where players in the locker room after the game are admitting that this wasn't a good game plan, that they didn't come prepared, you know, which – as you know, when, when players are saying that, when the when they're starting to point the finger on the coaching, especially this time of year, you 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 start to really have concerns and worries for for the direction of this team and if whether or not Robert Sala is the right head coach for them. But if Aaron wants it, Aaron will get it. And right now the big conversation is Aaron wants to play. He wants to get back out there. We know he's making this absolutely incredible historic return of this Achilles injury and he's out at practice. And from what I can gather, I don't believe he's going to play, but he's certainly doing everything um, to get the jets or at least try to convince them to give him a shot to go out there. Diana, I mean, of all the bad decisions the jets have made over the years, putting him on the field 
would be right up there as one of the worst. Out, as I said earlier, outside of Aaron saying, if you don't let me play, because I said I was going to play, if you don't let me play, I'm not going to play for you next year. I'll be a whatever, which he's not going to do. There is no chance I would give him a helmet. And again, we have to know by Wednesday if they're going to put him on that active roster. They play Washington this week, and not like he would play this week. Next week, they play Cleveland. You're going to put him on the field with Miles Garrett on the other side in that defense? I mean, please tell me the Jets have sense enough to say, Aaron, we know you could play if, you, if, if, we, if we were in this thing, but you're not going on the field. Mike, I, I don't trust them. I don't. I, I hear what you're saying. Everything you're painting is, is, is smart and it makes sense. And I don't even think you have to have the experience that you both have to make that or at least have that attitude headed into this. You could just be a pretty normal person and know that <laughs> uh, this is a bad decision to put him on the field. And it's a bad decision because of what he means to this organization. Everything is tailored to him. Everything, right, from Nathaniel Hackett to the veteran players that he asked for them to sign. Everything is designed to make Aaron not only happy, but in power. And so the only reason why I have very little trust in the Jets, well, <laughs> I need like two hours to explain why I have very little trust in the Jets. But <laughs> um, in this example, my only concern is because I understand and I've witnessed it and seen it and have had enough conversations to know the amount of juice this quarterback has in this organization. That is the only thing that concerns me because we know we know how Aaron works in terms of he wants this to be about him. Right. And he wants to prove to the world that he can do this and, and, and props to him for setting such an incredible goal and being able to do it and put, putting the work in. But if he's about the team, if he's about the success of going to try to win another Super Bowl with the New York Jets as a New York Jet, playing now is is just too risky. So I, I like to think deep down he's going to do what's right for the organization. But if Woody Johnson actually has a conversation with him and even considers it, I mean, just just blow the whole thing up. Mm, peak, peak, peak Jets is loading currently right now. We'll see if we get to that point uh, here in the next, like Dad said, couple of days. Uh, Diana, we talked about the job security for Rob Sala. We actually do have three head coaching vacancies right now in the NFL with more potentially on the way. But as it pertains to Carolina, Las Vegas, and now the Los Angeles Chargers most recently here, what are you hearing about the way that people view these jobs right now that are currently open? Yeah, you, every time, around this time every year, and we start seeing the jobs open up, um, I feel like the fans will start breaking down reasons why this team would not be great to work for. The Carolina Panthers, David Tempers, uh, too hands-on. Uh, he's too much part of the football operation. And then I start having conversations with coaches, agents, and actually some coaches myself. And it's like, oh my gosh, she'll do anything for the job, right? So it's just so hard to get a head coaching gig uh, in the NFL. There's only 32 of them. So everyone wants a shot, no matter the situation. But, but with that in mind, you know, a guy like Ben Johnson, who's going to have opportunities and is going to have choices, um, you know, from his perspective, you look at the Chargers situation, you look at the Carolina Panthers situation, you look at who their quarterbacks are, you look at Vegas, the direction that they're in, which I'm not even really sure which direction they're, they're <laughs> headed in at this yeah. point in terms of, of the, this roster from, from top to bottom. Um, you know, the Chargers is always going to be the team that I hear the most from coaches going like, I, I want that. In fact, um, when the Spanos released that statement um, that they, they need a new vision after they made the firings of Brandon Staley um, and Tom Telesco, you know, he was very bold about it. He was, you know, ownership said, we need a new vision here. And I had someone in the league text me, give me Justin Herbert and I'll give him, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll give him that vision or I'll make that vision come true. Right, I'll right. change the vision. Something along the lines of that. I mean, the statement was up for 10 seconds and I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, so I think this idea, and I do find it very interesting. I actually wrote about it over the weekend. Um, 
what's happened with the Chargers organization. And, and I think we're, we've all been really sold on Justin Herbert, and, and, and we should be, because we know he the way he's built, his ability to play. We've seen enough good to know he can be great. But it just seems like a lot of coaches have come in and out of there off on the offensive coordinator position, also at the head coaching spot. And it just – no one has been able to tap into him. And I think we're going to start changing the conversation if after this next hire it's still not working. You know, me, me, maybe we're overstating some stuff. So I just find that whole organization really interesting. And then, of course, the Panthers. I can't wait to see what David Tepper does and, and who he decides. Because I was told, guys, he's been really self-reflective. Like, yeah. understands he's messed up. And, and I think that's... I just think that's really cool to, to be that rich and, and to be able to admit, <laughs> right, to sit there and be like, I don't need to do any of this. I don't need to admit anything, right? I'm worth $16 billion, but he knows he's messed up and he's been reaching out to some people for some advice. And I think they're going to, you know, they're going to try to do everything they can to get this right and to get the best out of Bryce Young. Uh, listen, you know what else can help you know you mess up when you're paying multiple people for not being part of your organization. At some point, yeah. it comes into your mind that said, maybe I'm not doing this right. Um, but we, we, we want to get that holiday season. Real quickly, though, get this one in before we get to the holiday season. Bill Belichick, if he's not in New England next year, is that charger job something that a lot of people think he may go to? Yeah, so you know how it works with the Patriots, right? You always wind up talking to people that are part of the organization, but they're not like in the, I mean, we talk to people in the building, but those that are in the know right now aren't saying much, but people that are a little bit on the outside that understand the New England way, it's been explained that they think that's a t that'd be a tough move um, for Bill Belichick. But going back to that idea of him having a new job in an organization, he's going to want the power and he's going to want a quarterback. And when you think about it, they don't have a GM there and right. we think they've got a quarterback. Well, we think they've got a quarterback. It makes the yeah. most sense. We'll just see whether or not he'll be willing to live out on the West Coast. From what I hear, it's not so bad out there. I would say West Coast Bill Belichick, listen, Bill, as someone who made the move from Connecticut to Los Angeles recently, there are things about this you might enjoy. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. So we'll see if uh, Bill decides to do the snowbird routine there. Diana, before we came on air with you, though, we were having a much more passionate conversation than anything related to football here. As you are, I mean, for anyone watching on the DraftKings Network or YouTube right now, Diana's very cozy. She's got candles lit there. You're trying to get into the holiday season right now. Is this like a tactic to hype yourself up, Diana? Because I heard your hosting Christmas this year I am it's like um my husband and I bought our first home this year and my siblings are are pretty much exhausted by having to host every year for the last 20 years or so I've always lived in apartments and because of my career I've just never really been in a position to host and I mean it wasn't even chatted about it was Diana Kevin you're hosting uh, so we've got about 25, possibly 30 people coming. Ooh. Kevin, and I have no idea what we're doing. Like we are sh last night, obviously watching the Eagles game. He he's on another planet right now. So he's useless, oh, yeah. um, especially after they lost. I mean, we had coffee this morning. That was the biggest waste of time. Um, <laughs> was um, he's I, I mean, the, the, the arguments he's making as to, to the mistakes there, it's just, it's just, it's a little bit of a mess. But with that in mind, I am trying to find some Christmas spirit. Because here's the thing, guys. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I would tell you, you're my friends. I would tell you, like, hey, guys, I'm struggling a little. You know, it's that time of year, a little blah. I'm really happy. I love my new job. My boys are healthy. My parents are healthy. I like my neighbors, kind of. <laughs> Although, can I quickly just ask for advice, Mike Sr.? Um... My neighbors do not celebrate Christmas. Um, and they knocked at my door yesterday and they said that they are going to be redoing their roof over the next five days, right? So I didn't really think about what that would entail. I'm like, oh, you know, you slap a little tile on there and you call it a day. Well, the dump truck and that big, big truck pulled up this morning and it's gonna be in front of my house and on my street for the next few days for my first Christmas. So it's like a big eyesore. So I, I don't really know what to do. Well, unfortunately, you probably can't you can't do a lot about that. I'm surprised they got workers to come to the house during the season like Seriously. this, uh, the holiday season. So you're no, there's no way you'll get them to move. So you know what? 
I, my advice, Diana, is don't stress about things, which I know you probably are because you have a two-year-old, a one-year-old, a husband who's in the dumps because of Philadelphia, and you got about 30 people coming over to your house. So that's going to make for some pressure for you. All I got to say is start drinking early, yes, and everything will work out just fine. Here's my thought, Mike. <clears throat> uh, because it's a big dumpster, guess what's going to be in that dumpster because I'm not too happy All about your, it. Yes. Mikey and yes. Joey's diapers. Oh, That's what I'm gonna there do. we yes. go. <laughs> Weaponized That's diapers. Payback. I'm gonna, and let me tell you, those boys eat well, so you do the math. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. If you hear the, if you smell the smell emanating from the neighborhood around the Rossini residence, you know exactly what time it is here. Weaponized diapers here from the great Diana Rossini. Diana, we appreciate all the time. Good luck hosting <laughs> Christmas. We believe yes. in you. You're going to rise to the occasion. You're going to get this done. We hope you find the holiday cheer in the meantime. Thank you so much, guys. Merry Christmas to you guys. Enjoy all the new family members, the babies, and all the love. And, uh, of course, I love you guys. We love you too, Thanks, Diana. Diana. Merry Appreciate Christmas it. to you and your family here. They're going to get it done. That, that, that is, there is a lot of stress Man. associated with hosting, oh. as you well know. We've, you know, for years done parties with our family, friends, the Perianos, and there's a lot of gearing up when it's your home turf all of a sudden everyone's crashing in on. I could speak from the husband's side. Her husband, just do whatever she says. Yeah, that's a good Just call. do it. Don't even ask questions. Don't say why or anything. Just, it may not sound like it makes sense. Just do it. Do the right thing, do whatever she says, and get out of this thing. Yep. Be coachable, Kevin. Be coachable. Yep. All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. The year of the backup quarterback continues after Drew Locke's performance last night. Now another familiar name could be sliding back under center this week. So the Steelers, losers of three straight games, are likely turning to Mason Rudolph, the backup to the backup. So Mike Tomlin stopped just short of definitively naming him the starter for Saturday's pivotal division game against the Bengals, but he did say Rudolph is the guy with the ball. Uh, Talman also added he's not ruling out Kenny Pickett, who had tightrope surgery for a high ankle sprain on December 4th. So either way, it's been the year of the backup. We had some solid backup QB performances in Week 15. And guys, you can see this meme here has me lolling. Uh, but this is where we're going to kick ah! off. Our, our <laughs> weekly superlatives backup of the week because there's plenty of them to choose from. Guys, who are we rolling with? I was going to say, I can't believe what a tight race this is at yeah. this point. And also that meme of the dad receiving the same shirt is one, tremendously on brand given the dad that's on this show, but two, also very reflective of that Steelers situation uh, as <laughs> they... I'd have to imagine Mike Tomlin is whispering the sweetest nothings into Kenny Pickett's ears right now, trying, pleading with him to come back at this point because it's not sweet out here. They're about the only ones, Dad, that couldn't get a solid performance out of the backup quarterback because you look around the rest of the league right now. Case Keenum did just enough to help the Texans come back and win in their game here. Jake Browning has been a revelation, albeit mostly through short passes and some timely big plays. 
but him, Gardner Minshew, Joe Flacco this weekend here, Drew Locke's addition last night. Dad, I think would be tempting with recency bias here, but I'm still going to go pretty boy Joe Flacco. Back-to-back 300-yard games for the Browns was nails down the stretch for them, including some big late completions to Amari Cooper. He's come over there and been able to orchestrate that offense to more productive outings than anything Deshaun Watson's done so far. Yeah, because most of the, I go with Flacco as well, because most of the backups we're talking about that are coming in were on the roster at the beginning of the year. Joe Flacco was on the couch waiting to see, you know, get an opportunity with the team, and he's making the most of it. 374 yards, he was only behind Baker Mayfield in passing yards this past weekend. So, yeah, they're fourth starting quarterback, and they are in the, they're in the fifth slot. I mean, they're right after the division winners. They're the first wild card team right now. So he's got them playing well. You're a former O-lineman. You know you loved it while we're in the era of the mobile quarterback. There's something to know exactly where your quarterback is going to be. You know, if I cut protect, I know my quarterback's not going to escape and my guy's going to get him. I just have to protect and let him stay in the pocket. So I go with him. And also quickly on Pittsburgh, Mike, I think Mike Tomlin's in serious jeopardy of, of his streak ending of, of be, having a team, what is he, at 18 years, above 500. Uh, and they're 7-7 seven and seven right now. They finish with the Bengals, the Seahawks, who are certainly seem to be playing yeah. for something. We'll see. And then they finish with the Ravens. Now we'll see if the Ravens are locked into a position by then where they might rest people. We have to wait and see. But at 7-7, seven and seven, you know, and now with 17 games, you're either one game above or one game below. Or, or worse. And I, I think he's going to be, unfortunately, in real jeopardy of, of, of breaking that streak. Yeah, no, it, it looks like it's probably going to go by the wayside this year. As I say that, the Steelers' magic is already loading. Mike Tomlin and his stranglehold on whatever you know sacrifice he made a long time ago to make sure that that was never the case <laughs> is probably going to kick in there. But they're in very real danger of that, no doubt. Joe Flacco, listen, we got the full breadth of the experience, by the way. He also tossed three interceptions in this game. So yeah, Joe Flacco, who for so long was the line of demarcation for the is-blank elite conversation around the NFL. It's nice to just have him back around here for the discourse, if nothing else here. Uh, let's get here to the uh, next superlative on our list. They've been here the whole time, player of the week, the guys that you had forgotten about that might have showed back up in this week. Not necessarily in backup quarterbacks, but guys who had already been there. Dad, I think you can go a couple of different ways in this, but it's hard to ignore. We've talked about the Jets portion of the Miami Dolphins win from over the weekend. A lot of us had questions about them coming off that bad loss to the uh, Tennessee Titans on that Monday night football doubleheader. How that group, especially when the offensive line's out of whack, can all of a sudden have the gears grind a bit on offense. Tyreek Hill was injured in that game, didn't play in this game. And Jalen freaking Waddle, man, 8 for 142 and a touchdown in this game as the Dolphins reinserted themselves into that conversation about those teams, maybe in that next tier down from the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC playoff picture. I am. That's a good one, but I, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. I mean, Baker Mayfield, yeah, I'm still here and still trying to be that quarterback uh, in the NFL, Cleveland first-rounder that we, we've mentioned the road and Carolina and the Rams, and now with Tampa Bay, it was he just a stopgap until they find the next quarterback. They're, you know, at the top of their division, though tied record with, and we'll see if it's even a winning uh, division a winning record so there's that as well but Mike he, he basically has to average 170 yards a game in the last three games he'll have a career high in passing yards which you have to go back to 2019 when he threw for over 3,800 yards he could surpass that he is he's thrown 24 touchdowns and just eight interceptions that year when he had 3,800 yards the most he had 21 interceptions that year he's not turning the ball over and we know the grit he has of running the ball and the respect of his teammates so this is a guy that that just keeps banging on the door saying you know what keep letting me in that door and and I'll I'll prove well for you as I said it's still a 500 record it's not like they're a dominating team but he is he is doing extremely well and he just keeps on going he does he's uh 
I think we always talk about like the idea of a pros pro, but I think in the last couple of years we saw him do some of those things, you know, the cross country game with the Rams where he's showing up right. on a short week and finding a way in there. I think we've seen an appreciation for his approach that's certainly reflected by a lot of the guys in this locker room. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's a veteran locker room in a lot of key places. Receiver, some of the guys like Devontae David on defense, who I'm sure appreciate the approach that he's taken there. So absolutely great pick there. Let's get to the last one here, Dad. The burst your bubble player or team of the week whose week 15 performance ultimately worried you the most about the outlook for them I'd be curious for you dad you were calling the Lions Broncos yep. game and we made a big deal about that Broncos turnaround and how since that 70 point drubbing they took to the Dolphins they've really changed things up in a team that had been turning the ball over a bunch during the win streak and really thriving on that all of a sudden when that dried up turned the carriage back into a pumpkin pretty quick yeah, for me, it is Denver. Denver was on, just on the outside looking in, and now they dropped down, I think, to the 11th slot. Did not look good at all. This was a team that was 1-5 uh, to start the season, 0-4 in the AFC, and then they go on that 6-1 tear. Both sides of the ball, offense and defense, uh, are, were playing extremely well, especially the defensive side. And, and Detroit just put it on them because Detroit stopped doing the things that were getting them in trouble, mainly the turnovers on the offensive side and mainly with Jared Goff, and they showed the type of weaponry they have on the offensive side and what they can do defensively as well. Again, I think one of the best disguised defenses I've seen all year on guys not giving away where what, what gap you're coming into, uh, if it's a blitz or not, they held – it's so well, and we're getting free rushes because they played a great game. So to me, yes, Mike, it is it is Denver that I think cost themselves. I thought this was one of the hottest teams in all the NFL, and could they keep it going and put themselves? They said that was the one. We thought it was between like Denver and Buffalo to get themselves back into the playoff hunt because we thought Pittsburgh was going to fall out, which they have done. And it certainly leans more toward Buffalo right now as far as, uh, you know, what was the outside looking in. But, yeah, for me it was Denver that had it going well and that bubble got burst. Yeah, I, I hesitate to lump too much. One of the teams I was thinking about was the Jacksonville Jaguars who lost their third straight. They got cleaned out by the AFC North in the last three weeks. They get a little reprieve coming up, but they got to go on the road to this Buccaneers team that we talked about. It's a bit feisty. And while I think some of the bad fumble luck, Trevor Lawrence losing two fumbles in that game, yeah. you had the Brandon McManus mixed kicks, you're playing against the Baltimore Ravens, who are one of the best teams in the NFL right now, but it just looks so hapless and lost for that team. I think the turnover luck can even out, but I think a lot like the Detroit Lions, what we talked about, hey, maybe it's worth guarding expectations again a bit. Both teams flirted with us talking about them as a member of that upper crust. And I think for Jacksonville right now, a team that enjoyed a big playoff comeback last year, just getting back to the dance is probably going to be the thing that ultimately defines them. They got a lot of work to still do on that roster. Sound the trumpets, it's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIT. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18+, plus, 21+, plus in certain states, to open or access an account and resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wager within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DKHorse.com. 
Dojo and Golick. The Colts got the win against the Steelers over the weekend, but it was not without drama. After an ejection for a hard hit on the Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. on Saturday, Steelers safety DeMonte Casey has been suspended for the final three games of the regular season. That's also going to include any potential postseason playoff games. Pittman entered the concussion protocol after the hit, did not return to the game. And the Golicks now standing by with the guy who was there, the Colts Kenny Moore, joining the program. Yeah, very excited. Uh, Kenny, we appreciate the time coming off a big weekend. First and foremost, how are you guys feeling? Big win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, it's been a really strong season for you guys overall as you continue a playoff push. So how are you feeling coming off this win? Uh, we did our best to get the momentum back. Um, we were definitely humbled two weeks ago. We were back in our stadium. Um, it was a big win for us. It was a big game for us. We knew what, what was at stake, so we just wanted to turn the table. It certainly was a great win for you guys. Uh, as far as as far as that play we were talking about uh, with Kazia now suspended for the rest of the year, he's been fined five times before that. You're a defender. You're a DB. I think it's the hardest position to play in the NFL right now with the rule changes that are going on. That was your teammate he hit, but also as a defender, what, what did you think of that hit? Um, I think it's a... Uh... A sticky conversation, you know, it's, it's my teammate that I'm talking about. It's a guy that, you know, we all want to uh, be aware and we want to be cautious about uh, taking care of each other out there. But you get into a lot of situations and a lot of different angles, um, a lot of split second decisions that you have to make. That was a hit on, on Saturday that uh, took a lot of us out of our seats, um, you know, that was, a, that was a tough decision by, by KZ. Obviously, it was a tough catch to make uh, for Pitt, but, uh, you know, when you're launching um, as the guy's actually diving to the ground, uh, that's, a, that's a tough decision. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, they would probably do the same thing that he did. Some guys wouldn't. Um, myself, it's hard to say what I would do in that situation as, as far as, you know, it being a big game. You know, I'm coming from the post of the, of the defense. Um you don't want these guys to catch the ball at all. So, um, nah, it, it was definitely a hit that that I thought um, was serious enough to take me out of my seat, actually to walk onto the field and, you know, get on a knee, uh, just hoping that, you know, Pitt is okay. Pitt is a tough guy, but, you know, uh, you, you never know how these hits uh, will accumulate, you know, in the later the season. So um, it's a tough one. Yeah, well, uh, like I, I know said, it's yeah. tough for you as, as, an, as an active player to, to talk about a hit, especially to your teammate. I'll throw it in here as a former defensive player to you guys. I, I thought that was too much. I mean, Mike Tomlin even said he, he, he teaches the guys to go for a lower target. And I thought he was coming in lower. But again, it was the level of the receiver. Pittman had to dive for the ball. So he was already down there low. The hit looked horrible. I completely agree with that, Mike. But, I, I man, I don't know. It looked like he was trying to go down lower anyway. And the angle of the receiver just took him that way to make it a really bad collision. Well, and, and Kenny, you mentioned just, you know, split-second decisions happen. Walking away from this specific play and more just you now being one of the better defensive backs in this current modern version of football how much have you guys had to spend time whether it's in practice or talking about this before the season adjusting your target zones adjusting the way you play the position based on now how different the rules are compared to the game five ten years ago I mean whatever the rules are you, you just got to do your best to adapt um, it's not something that you can just keep fighting you know they made the rules okay we got to adjust to it um, honestly, I'd rather it be safe. Um, it's, a, it's a physical game already. I mean, I, I hear everybody talking about, you know, they're they making the game softer, but I, it's a lot of games. It's a lot of games, and you want to be durable throughout the, the rest of the season, the entire season, to, to help your win, make the best, um, you know, come playoffs. But, you know, you should never just be out there just trying to take people out. And, you know, uh, I, I spent a lot of time, you know, at the practice uh, with Z, with Julian, with EJ, uh, just trying to make sure, you know, if we're going to be at the point of attack a lot, we got to be at the point of attack making good decisions. And so um, that's something that we take accountability on uh, each week to, I don't know, that's a, that's a crazy hit though. You know, uh, I was hoping that KZ was, was going to be all right too, because, you know, when, whenever you look at the replay, his eyes are looking down. And so then yeah. when they say, you know, hitting with the, with the crown of your helmet, Anything can happen whenever you're looking down. So, um, you know, as a defensive player, 
your coach is saying, get your eyes up whenever you're tackling. Or whenever I'm talking to the talking to the linebackers and, and I hear some of the hits out there, I'd be like, hey, hit, hit right here. Don't hit here, hit here. So, um, yeah, it, you, you just got to think fast and think right a lot of the times. The, uh, the one line that started at the beginning of football and will go all the way through football is see what you hit. That's usually a line that, that is laid out there an awful lot. Okay, for, for you, go back to the, to, uh, going back to the Panthers game when you had two pick sixes, you had your three sisters in the stands, one I believe your twin. You went four and one since then. I know you talked about them being good luck charms. Have they been to more games? Have they been the good luck charms for you guys? Have you kept winning? They were actually at this past Steelers game. So um, they'll be at the game here in Atlanta because, you know, I'm from Georgia. Right. Um, so I have a lot of my family uh, back in Georgia this this upcoming weekend. Um, and I hope to get them to the last two games as well so we can finish out this season great. There we go. So you got the good luck charm locked down for this. I'm sure everyone in the Colts are, are very uh, relieved to hear that they're making the trip, knowing what's on the line here. But I, I'm curious for you, obviously, we talked about your success there. The defense for you guys has been such a consistent force for the last couple of years. But this has also been the year of the backup quarterback, and your guys' team dealt with that early on this season. Anthony Richardson going down. Gardner Minshew now has been under center for you guys for a while. But what's it like making that adjustment for the guys in the rest of the locker room when you've got some such an important change on the team throughout the season? Man, honestly, not even looking at uh, the bigger picture, but trying to take it a day at, one day at a time. Um, I think, you know, it can be a little, a little overwhelming, especially as a younger guy. I feel like we have much of a younger team, um, you know, looking at everybody on the roster. You just got to tell the guys to just work, man, and just believe in each other. And, and uh, if you take practice serious enough, you, you gain that trust. Of Garner, you gain a trust of the other younger guys to to go out there and make the right decision. And um, you know, I think that's what it's all been. That's what it's been about this entire season. You know, obviously losing five, you know, ten stepping in. I I knew the experience of Tim right away. You know, uh, having to play him a couple of times in my career already. But um, uh, it's, it's been a really fun season. Honestly, just trying to get to know each other and um, just just have a great season for the season. For the city, this uh, organization, I think, you know, we've all endured a lot and uh, is, a, is a lot um, in store. But, you know, you you seventh year in the league. This is the team, the only team you've been on. So you're, you're kind of the getting up there as the one of the elder statesmen, which I'm sure you don't want to hear at 28 years old. Did you hey. how much did you get? And we only got about 45 seconds left or so. Become that leader when Anthony Richardson went down of what had to happen next. It's always so in this league, we said a lot, you know, next man up mentality and, uh, you know, just being uh, confident and ready and prepared for your opportunity. You never know when you'll be called up. You know, my rookie year, I was a special teamer um, throughout the entire season. And then we had some guys go down uh, with injuries. And I, I ended up starting in the last five, five games of my rookie year. And, um, uh, you know, coming into the building week one to start in the last five games of the season, you know, you never know what can happen uh, within the NFL season. So uh, if you just got to, you know, stay determined, stay positive and um, stay prepared. Well, we know what's happening for you guys right now in Indianapolis, currently inside the AFC playoff picture right now and hoping to finish the season strong with that in mind. Kenny, best of luck. We appreciate you giving us some time. Thanks so much. And hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Much love. Thank you. Thanks, Kenny. Awesome. And Dad, I mean, we talk so much about Baker and that offense and yeah. Jonathan Taylor going back to the offseason, but the defense and what they've been able to do over the last couple of years there has been a huge part of the success there. And Kenny, no doubt, an integral uh, piece of that machine. Yeah, even knowing you're going to the backup quarterback, even though in this case the backup was a veteran as opposed to a rookie that you had running the show. So for this year, at least, it may have worked out better because you had that experience backup. 100%. So the Colts trying to keep it rolling in the year of the backup quarterback with Gardner, Min Gardner Minshew and the Jort revival in the city of Indianapolis. <laughs>
this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to send you off into the rest of your day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us. Leave us a five-star rating. Check us out here live Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on DraftKingsNetwork.com, the DraftKings YouTube channel, Samsung TV+, Plus, Roku. And make sure you tell a friend. Come and check us out there live. But if you miss it for whatever reason, or you miss any of our great guests like Diana Rossini, senior NFL insider over at The Athletic, or Kenny Moore, Colts cornerback who just joined us here after a big win against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you can get that wherever you get your podcasts as well as right available on the YouTube channel as soon as we are done with the show. But guys, let's get to this. We have talked a lot about the man, the myth, the legend, Tommy DeVito in the last few weeks here. Obviously, the DeVito mania hit a bit of a snag against the New Orleans Saints, and now it appears off the field, him and his agent, Sean Santello, are running into a little, uh, Sean Stellato, excuse me, are running into a little bit of a public feud with a pizza joint here. A local pizzeria, uh, Coniglio's Old Fashioned, located in Morristown, New Jersey, apparently revealed Sunday that Tommy DeVito was scheduled to make an appearance there. And then after the fact, they're claiming his agent came back and tried to ask for more money at the last hour. And so now the appearance had to get canceled. Dad, we've seen a very public back and forth here now. Have we already hit the dark side of this news cycle that Diana Rossini was talking about here, the inevitable bad headline for the Italian-American superstars? Well, it depends on what the truth is here. I mean, if they agreed on a price and then an hour before, you know, DeVito's side asked for more, that, that's wrong. You know, you just you, you can't do that. Uh, so w where is the truth in this story? But, boy, it sure fits in that he's meet, that he's has an appearance at a pizza joint, huh? I did see, though, that there was some clarification from Sean Stellato, who actually responded to this whole situation, and he okay. said that they act they didn't have a signed contract, which I think the pizzeria was like, yeah, that's true. We didn't have a signed contract. We had a verbal agreement. And the event's supposed to be tonight. And all this came out, what, yesterday? So it was like, I mean, I don't know. I get it. Sean Stellato... DeVito, they're trying to maximize, like, yeah. this is the their The price moment. of the cutlets went up. Yeah. All right? Yeah. The price yeah. of the cutlets went up. This is their moment. And so, basically, he came back and said, I mean, it was a big increase. His fee was doubling. It was going from 10 to 20K, which that's a very significant amount, obviously. So, I mean... But there was no signed agreement. There was no yeah, this is was, business, baby. Stil Stilato said, it's a shame the restaurant promoted that they would have Tommy when we didn't have a signed contract. We didn't raise the price because nothing was ever agreed to. Sounds like a little bit of semantics there. I'm not sure. Yeah. Did you talk about this at all? Because you buried the lead yesterday that you actually ran into Sean Stilato at the airport when you were leaving the Lions-Broncos game this last weekend. I did. We were staying at the Westin, which is right in the, in the airport, so you can actually – they have their own security line to go out. But it was way too crowded, and it didn't have TSA or clear, so it was going to take a while. So Sean and I walked back into the airport to go that way, and he was—he had to catch a flight. He was—he was running really late, so we were talking kind of quick. Mutual friend, his wife and my old teammate Mark Bavaro went to high school together, so we were just chatting and stuff. It was a very nice guy. It was just rushed because of because of his flight. Call me the old school guy here, but if they agreed, I don't care if it was verbal, verbally contra, whatever. If they agreed, yeah, Tommy will show up for ten grand um, before they got the signed contract, then show up for ten grand. I mean, now, again, I don't know if that, in fact, was it. If Sean is saying there was no amount agreed to, then we have a he said, he said. You know, a, a he said agent, he said to a, uh, to a pizza joint, he said. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> but even verbally, agent, if it was agreed joint, upon, he said, yeah, he'll he do it for ten grand. then you know what, go do it for ten grand. I think you're right. I think, like, business is business, and it's like, it's like now next week, if he wants his fee to be twenty grand, that's fine. But if right. you went into exactly. it with this pizza joint and you said, we're going to do 10K, and yeah. then you said, I, actually, it's doubling. It's a little... I do appreciate Yeah, is this the hill you're going to go on? Yeah, But yeah. I do appreciate we are treating this with the utmost sincerity instead yes. of just laughing at the fact that the most Italian string of headlines possible yeah. involving this quarterback that's become an Italian hero, so much so that Diana Rossini said, people who aren't even Italian are throwing up and repping the Italian flag all over the New York and New Jersey area, that he's now in a feud with a pizza joint. Like, yeah. the brand remains impossibly strong. This is an absolute Mad Lib headline that the NFL continues to produce for us, and we should all just bask in it and hope that cooler heads prevail and plenty of pies still get eaten amongst everybody involved here. Jesse, let's get to that, though. We are a show that celebrates large excellence, 
and I am amazed continually at just how much larger the excellence continues to get. Everything is bigger in Texas, okay? So Byron Washington, this kid is a junior at uh, Texas High School Powerhouse DeSoto. He's gone viral. So he played in Saturday's Texas State Football Championship. He is 6'7", or I'm sorry, yes, 6'7", 380 pounds, okay? So this is, a, like you said, large excellence here, Gojo. He towered over everyone. Can we pull up the photo, please? Because you gotta just see the photo to understand how insane this is. That kid right there, so actually, is 6'4", 215 pounds. The kid oh. that he is manhandling right oh. there. And guys, it really just, Everything's bigger in Texas. I mean, what can you say other than that when you see this photo? Uh, it's terrifying. He looks like he's not just trying to block uh, the young man, Caleb Walker, dad. He looks like he's trying to pull him in and devour him at that point. That is a monster. I'm trying to think back to the biggest guy. Do you remember the biggest D lineman you ever played against? I mean, I know there wasn't a guy that size, but where, where especially in high school where you're just like, Oh my God, you know, what, what am I going to do with this guy outside of maybe cut him? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, there is no one that looked like that anywhere in Central Connecticut high school football. <laughs> so thankfully, I was safe from those kind of monsters there. But then as soon as you get to college, you're humbled and you realize that. But, Dad, it just goes to the point. I mean, you look at, you know, in college football this year, Caden Proctor, the left tackle for Alabama, who's a starter on a playoff team, is a true freshman who came in and was darn near 370 pounds. And these guys can move. These guys are athletes at that size in a way that my peanut brain and meager genetic makeup can't comprehend. So the closest I got to going against a really big guy was when I wrestled at Notre Dame. And it was a wrestler named Tab Thacker who wrestled at North Carolina State. This was before the weight heavyweight class had a 285-pound weight limit. Now, senior year, I didn't wrestle. And the senior, his same senior year, he won the NCAA title. But his junior year, he came in sixth. And I got hurt before the NCAA championships in the regional, so I couldn't go to the NCAAs and wrestle. He is 6'4", 450 pounds. Oh. And so, you know, there was a chance we could have run into one another, and, and we didn't. As I said, in 84, senior year, he won uh, the, the heavyweight championship NCAA, but that's a big one. My brother Bob, when he was in the NCAAs, wrestled a guy named, uh, I think it was Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, it was 6'8", 380 who was like a two- or three-time NCAA champ. These guys were monsters, just monsters. It's just it's simply nothing that big should move Jimmy Jackson. that well. Jimmy Jackson. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, incredible girth there. He's got uh, offers from TCU, Oregon, Texas, Arizona State, Grambling State. Life's going to treat him all right at that size as he looks like he's ready to go out there and move people. Guys, though, we got to get to the third. The story from the Internet yesterday that went viral and took everything by storm. Former NFL running back Rashard Mendenhall in the tweet heard around the world yesterday his quote I'm sick of average white guys commentating on football y'all not even that good at football can we please replace the pro bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football I'm better than your goat I appreciate so much because objectively bad take right we all know obviously it's bad you know it's not anything anyone should say or even co-sign it's ridiculous notion I have such an appreciation for my timeline and God's internet yesterday that we immediately took this and did the right thing, which has had a blast with it, including, Dad, the thing that was the unstoppable force, the one thing I knew was going to come from yesterday, Jason Seahorn was going to trend. Because when it came to trying to draft the white side and figure out who was going to play corner for us, there's really only one name that people know until Cooper DeGene gets drafted later this year out of Iowa. This, I don't even know where to go with this. This is one of the dumbest tweets I've ever seen. And God knows we've seen a lot of dumb tweets. I mean, I can't even believe he hit send on this. And he rightfully got dragged by so many people for it. So I don't know why he said it. I don't know what came over his mind. I don't know what if he really meant it or looking for clicks. I don't know. But congratulations, young man. That's one of the dumbest tweets I've ever seen in my life. A lot of different personnel groups that could be the subject of the conversation if we actually played it out. But we'll save that story for another day, and we'll instead ask you to download, subscribe, rate, and review us. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm trying to get into the Christmas spirit. Like, I got the candles on. I got Christmas music playing in the car. 
in the living room. Like I'm try, I can't find it though. Like I'm, I'm like desperate to, to feel jolly, and I'm not jolly. It's terrible. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Desperate to feel jolly. Man, I wonder what's holding you back right now. What I don't, you know, it's weird because you know I had the babies, right? I got a two-year-old sure. and a one-year-old. They understand it. Uh, my two-year-old does. He says, well, he's struggling with the Santa thing. Like, I'm like, what does Santa say? He's like, hola. I'm like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> is Santa might, depending on what hemisphere he's in. That, exactly. So we're being very open to it. We're like, hola, hola, hola. Like, you know, we just lean in.